Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our feelings about those characters, and then make them fight for our amusement. And yours as well, I hope. 
It's not a new hope. It's an old hope that you will be entertained by Data Bank Brawl. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimfrow. With me, as always, is Ken Knapsack. Good afternoon, morning, night. Where are we at? <laughs> Wherever you're listening, that's where we are, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, I like, I'm going to start saying good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It sounds yeah. like something like a weird Star Trek alien species would say. Good afternoon, Good afternoon. Bright suns, bright suns. <laughs> bright suns, still the spires, uh, which is a great segue into uh, what we're going to be doing today. Uh-oh. But first... Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, this week, we are recommending Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older. It's a great book. So download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash Again, that's audibletrial.com slash for a free audiobook. It helps us. It helps you. Your life will be better with Last Shot. All right, Ken, mm-hmm. are you ready for uh, mm-hmm. combatants? We've Man. been doing this a lot, combatants that we don't know yeah. a lot about. Worried in a good way. <laughs> that means I take it to darker places. <laughs> yeah, who knows what could happen with these characters. Yeah. There were some characters that were recently revealed to the databank, mm. added because of the glory of the Black Spire outpost in Disneyland and Disney World, and brought to life in the book Black Spire, our first combatant is Ogagara. <laughs> Here is what the databank has to say. The elusive local crime boss of Blackspire Outpost on Batu, few have seen Oga in the flesh and have lived to tell the tale. She has earned an infamous, almost mythical reputation among smugglers, criminals, and prominent figures of the underworld. Even the mere mention of her name sets locals on edge. Many local Batuans wonder whether she'll finally make an appearance now that the First Order has arrived on Black Spire Outpost, but she remains hidden, preferring to run her cantina and the outpost in the shadows. Ooh. Right? Ooh. So, you know, we haven't got a a real juicy entry in a while, and this one's uh, almost tongue-in-cheek because uh, right now you don't see Ogagara when you go there. So will she ever be seen? No, Disney hasn't paid for that costume (laughs) or figured it out yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah. we just finished the Black Spire. Go check out our review if you haven't already. I like uh, what they're saying here. I like the shadow. Yeah, yeah. Is that what's speaking to you? The idea that she's hidden in the shadows and that she runs things from behind the scenes? I, I, uh, you know, you obviously get that from the book, but now I haven't gone to the park yet. But when I go there, now in the back of my head, I'm going to be like, I want to see Oga. Yeah, looking for Oga. Maybe if you look at, maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe if you look in a certain window, you see the shadow of her (laughs) face tentacles. The the Wicked Witch and Oga. (laughs) Speaking of which, let's talk about what she looks like because this is one of my favorite, hey, we got a species. Let's do more with that. Yeah. Now, Ken, Mm -hmm. when you look at Oga, do you know what other species uh, this is Absolutely. that has appeared before in Absolutely. Star Wars canon. Uh, we can go to Rogue One and uh, Nail is yeah. the nickname. Uh, I know she has an actual name, um, but I'm not competing in a contest today. Uh, uh, Jyn Erso's cellmate who wants yeah. to murder. <laughs> yeah, which uh, and we have a great episode with Nail. <laughs> yes. Uh, in a, a Blutopian? Blutopian. Blutopian, Sounds yeah. like an element made at Area 51. <laughs> Blutopian. Ogagara mm. Blutopian, yes. Mm-hmm. Weird mm-hmm. Uh, Irish family restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, g- give a nice good physical description. Of All it. right. So, um, they got like this headshot of her because it's not full outfit. Um <laughs> walrus neckline and face 
squid monster mouth. Oh yeah, as if the demogorgon hasn't uh, opened a, opened its mouth to scream yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, deep Lots set eyes, uh, furrowed brow, little white wispy hair all over the head and neck. Uh, Oga is pretty. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. How do you? I mean, it's very. It's um, kind of like a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, Davy Jones villain or something. Here, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, He's yeah. She's got a sensible uh, little uh, turquoise kind of shirt and a brown vest. Oh yeah, and I'm looking at this full body picture. Uh, she's Ooh, I need to do that. She's got a little vest, okay. green shirt that rides up a little bit. There, oh no, that's a sash. Uh, so that's, okay. that's so the green shirt is tucked in. A big stain on the shirt. Could be uh, yeah, dripping from this. the tentacles. Could be the blood of the fallen. Uh, big, meaty hands. And really uneven shoulders. Like, she is really carrying yeah. some tension. Oh, my. <laughs> it's a pronounced difference. Yeah, like, she needs to go to the chiropractor right now, right? And and a very, I mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean, but a very pirate-like sash. Yeah, that yellow sash yeah. is very much like, who knows what I need to tuck into my gut. Sensible work boots. Yeah, I got a, some sort of dirty or bloody rag. Mm-hmm. And those monster hands, right? I mean, look at those. Oh, yeah, this is a... This is a, a, a stout and sturdy uh, species here, the Plutopians, and uh, yes, I'm just like I'm obsessed with this hunched kind of side. Like, yeah, her left side is like three, four inches shorter. Yeah, is that an injury, or could you work those muscles? Yeah, as a masseuse and get that one to lower. Yeah, I, there's a, that line from Hard Day's Night uh, where uh, was it Ringo's grandfather? Uh, says somebody has fists like matured hams. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Oga looks like. Fists yes. like matured hams. <laughs> Paul's grandfather's very clean. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oga's not clean at all. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I really love that alien design of yeah. Nail. I really love the character of Nail as much as he has one. Just like I'm going to kill you today. So really happy to see that that species reused and mm. put in this different context. As as yeah. we learn in the Black Spire book, that uh, she is calculating. She's a, a yeah. gangster, right? And she's yeah, super yeah. smart and on top of everything. But she is also capable of whipping out a blaster and shooting somebody and looking by the looks of her physically could just yeah. pound you into slime herself. Not want to get in a fist fight with her. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have any stats on her. No height, no weight. Uh, just gender female, eye color brown, skin color tan, Bluetopian species. Yeah. Affiliation, Oga's Cantina. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. Way all right. Uh, oh, I do have a quote. Oh, good. It's from Hondo Anaka, though. I have a wonderful relationship with the owner, Ogagara. She puts all of my drinks in my tab, and then I tear up my tab. It's such a good arrangement, at least for me. I'm not sure how she feels about it. Oh, Hondo. Oh, he's getting up there in years. Hondo. I know he's a he's a soft, gentle, wacky, cute yeah. character now, but yeah. mm, he's got to watch out. Yeah, Watch out, Hondo. How do you feel about uh, the character being such a big presence in the narrative of Black Spire Outpost, but not uh, physically being present? Do you like that she's in the shadows and you can walk through and imagine like, ooh, where does she have her fingers? You know, is mm -hmm. she right around the next corner, but she's not. I love this idea of, you know, you can't really get to her unless she wants you to get to her. That's pretty cool. And then... You know, it makes sense. I mean, jokes aside, I mean, they've done a great job with the Hondo there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got the cast members walking around in realistic outfits. So we got Doc Ondor. So maybe 
of all the budgets uh, to cut, this was the one, or they're just going to reveal in an update later. I don't know, uh, you know, because then where would you, I haven't been to the cantina, but do you put her in a corner booth? You got to go pay homage to her. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. That would be pretty amazing if every once in a while somebody in an mm-hmm. amazing ogre costume came out, right? Just walked out amidst the humans and just started slurping something with her tentacles. Because <laughs> honestly, like, I mean, I she's know. got a lot of good stuff going yeah. on in that Black Spire book. But if yeah. you hadn't read read it. She's eating some specific fruit or not. I can't remember what. And it's constantly exploding everywhere because she's just... It's like watching... mouth uh, is a horror show. Yeah, like watching Lips Manless and Dick Tracy eat oysters or something there. Um, Yeah, but see, I I would like it if if they updated to at some point uh, guests are randomly selected. Oh, yeah. The booths rotate and you go in the back. Yeah. Oh, the oh. Oga wants to see you. Yeah, the Oga experience. Yeah. Bring your kids. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. threatened by a mob boss in the back of Disneyland. Yeah, but I do like <laughs> the, the use of her in Black Spire to explain the absence in the park, which, uh, you know, the book does such a great job uh, of, of having fun with the park and the landscape of it. This makes perfect sense and I yeah. like it. You know what? Oga Guerra is a fun alien character who clearly read about famous real-life mobsters yeah and she's not gonna be you know like mickey cohen she's not gonna be you know putting her bugsy seagull she's not gonna be standing near any windows right she's smarter than the real world gangsters (laughs) keeping herself alive and ready to fight which she will do here all right are you Mm -hmm. ready for your next combatant sir yes sir okay oga gara will face Doc Onder. Oh, wow. Here is what the databank wow. has to say. This is truly a battle. Yeah. Doc Onder is an infamous collector who buys, sells, and trades rare and valuable relics in his den of antiquities in Black Spire Outpost. Known as the gatekeeper of the black market, he has amassed an impressive collection of unique artifacts that is unrivaled in the galaxy. A mysterious Ithorian with an even more mysterious past... Doc Onder is sought after for his knowledge and connections. Mm-hmm. All right. So what you got for mm-hmm. uh, when you pull up old Doc Onder? There's a lot because Doc has appeared in uh, the Galaxy's Edge comic. So Ooh. we have a lot there. Uh, but still no stats. Uh, born, though, prior to uh, the Battle of Yavin, uh, uh, Doc Onder was born 166 years Oh, okay. Prior to the Battle of Yavin. Um, yeah, that's so. This is, and, and, and Galaxy's Edge is set well past that. So he's almost 200. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. These God. Athorians, they, they live long, or else he's got yeah. some oh, strange artifact. Which means he's got a lot of time to collect. So, other than that, uh, Athorian, uh, male, hair color, white. Uh, to say he has hair on top of his head is uh, not a, not a, not a <laughs> true statement. Fairly there, maybe, <laughs> a little fluffs. Uh, eye color, black, skin color, brown. Athorians uh, are, are hammerheads, as uh, if you grew up in the 80s, uh, uh, you know, have that look. But I never really paid attention to how pronounced, like, mouth on the side of their neck is yeah with those little kind of gills that they can wheeze out of yeah yeah uh and dressed in trader garb i don't know how you describe that yeah he's kind of got a little white uh sort of roby thing with a little Mm -hmm. bit of hood (laughs) definitely kind of connecting him to the looks of the past and then Blue shawl with a bunch of um, I don't know antiquities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strong. Some uh, he has some flair. He does. He has some antiquities. A flair. walking stick even in some designs here. I'm seeing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a picture of him getting a glowing green thing, and he looks happy. <laughs> 
I, I don't know why he looks happy, but he does because he doesn't have a mouth except for those wheezy things on the side. No one likes wheezies. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Yeah, but he is he is represented in Galaxy's Edge uh, in real life, and Very it's awesome. prominently right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually look at him. You can hear him mumble. Yeah. Through his little wheezy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All the classic Star Wars oh, lines, right. like Oshubudoho. I just made that up. Uh, so, yeah, what's what in terms of his? Mm-hmm. Is there a quote from him? Uh, yes, there is to uh, Kendo Voss, and I do believe that's a character from the comic, uh, which I just finished reading, and it was surprisingly it was had some entertainment value to it. Awesome! Uh, it's about how a lot of little items in there got found. Afra's in there. A little flashback to uh, Chewie oh, and Han. Nice. Uh, but the quote is. From Doc to Kendo Voss, so as you can see, nothing is out of my reach. So he's kind of like the eBay of the Star Wars galaxy. (laughs) It's there, he's got it, but it'll be a price. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, So what are you feeling about Doc Ondra? Are you intrigued by him as a character, or is he just kind of a symbol for the shop? I I do uh, I do like uh, the idea. It works very well, because, you know, just go and talk about the... Galaxy's Edge itself is is the idea of yeah you knew there's going to be some sort of gift shop right so yeah. let's have fun with that and create this uh, de- uh, den of antiquities uh, which it just uh, has a good ring to it reminds me of Indiana Jones stuff obviously and I I, uh, I like the idea and you can weave this character into a lot of things Doc Ondar was present on First Light which is the uh, Dryden Voss uh, yacht yes um, and uh, you know there's a lot of references there he, he traveled around to Tatooine just kind of reading here some of the biography. I uh, went, went to Jabba's Palace. Um, is that in the comic? Uh, it is in. Let's see. He got. He bought Kiedi Mundi's lightsaber in addition to a Dianoga puppy at double the price. It is from Galaxy's Edge issue two. Yes, that's okay. right. Okay. I do remember that now. Kiedi Mundi's lightsaber. A lot there. That's awesome. You just have to travel to Anaheim or Orlando to get it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I like this idea. What a fun idea. Uh, makes a lot of sense for the park. And, you know, because you wouldn't... I, I, you, Disney could have gone the way of just make the shopkeeper, you know, boo hair and just had yeah. some cast member in it. But to do with a, you know, a super, super... I don't even know if animatronic is the right word anymore, like an old classic Disney sense. Yeah. But have like a realistic character there grumbling at you. This yeah. is all cool. So I'm on board for it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I feel like it's a great way to realize exactly what you're saying of the shop at the park. But, you know... There are lots of different stalls. So the whole thing is kind of spread out. Is like the whole thing's the gift shop, right? Right. And I really like that they they doubled down on the idea of antiquities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of it's clearly just like, oh yeah, there is this well known thing from Star Wars that you know, for both both past and future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people know about uh, one of the things that alludes to the future that's in his shop. But I'm not going to say just mm-hmm. in case they don't. Mm-hmm. Mystery, mystery. But that's the thing is like there is an air of mystery. Yeah. He does have Jedi and Sith artifacts. He in there is a sense that what I like about this character is continuing to build out the presence of the force, the presence of the Jedi and the Sith and their ancient, ancient history, that there's gonna be people interacting with it who are not necessarily force sensitive themselves. So the idea that that's what's mysterious about him is he's got his finger on the pulse of like Ooh, mm-hmm. it's one thing to be like, oh, this is in Ubi's bounty right. hunter helmet. And those are kind of rare these days. That's an antiquity. Right. But no one, yeah. many people in the galaxy don't even know that holocrons are real, much right. less 
where to find <laughs> them and how to make them work and yeah. ancient Jedi techniques for realigning yeah. the, the way the holocrons speak to you or inter- like that yeah. connection to the truly mysterious in the force. That's really interesting. And he's been around so long. He'd have, he'd have some answers that maybe others don't. Yeah. Yeah. That. He was there yeah. when Anakin Skywalker built yeah. his second lightsaber. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? He went mm. down to uh, the shaft of the uh, power center on Naboo and he got yes. those lightsabers. He has yes. Darth Maul's legs. Yes. That's what he should have in the yes. shop. <laughs> <laughs> the real preserved, preserved mall legs. <laughs> preserved mall oh, legs. Oh no! All right. Well, oh, no. I think that might come up in the yeah, fight. Maybe. maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, but do you feel ready I do. to begin? Then let's fight. So as always, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Always we like to set this at a time where both the characters are alive. Uh, it could be in the past, could be in, in the future of Star Wars. What are you feeling? I'll tell you. Um, I, I think we could set it um, close to uh, the events of the sequel trilogy. Um, I know Galaxy's Edge takes place on a certain day after, right? After Last Jedi? Yeah. So about after that. All right. So after the... Uh, but not, they, af- not to nine, you know? Not to nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The mm-hmm. the day after the day you yeah. go to Disneyland. Right. Yeah. Right, right. We don't have titles, but that, that would be the title. Mm-hmm. All right. So I feel like there's some obvious conflict in Oga seems to try to take a piece of everybody's action. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Doc has got his long uh, bony fingers on something that... Oga mm. wants maybe even a weapon of some kind. Yes, I think he's going. Uh, he has a ancient, some sort of ancient Jedi weapon. Ooh, yeah. think the one that like remember they had the lightsaber gun where you put the lightsaber in and it shoots out the lasers, something like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. That he, but it's a powerful thing that could, in Oga's mind, like really just keep things in line. Yeah, around Black Spire. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. So I think she just heard rumblings. Mm-hmm. She's not even sure what it is. Yeah. But she thinks it's too valuable for right. him to have, and yeah. she could. It's a, maybe it's a threat to her. It's so That's powerful. Right. Well, and I think she sent some of her underlings. She's got the uh, the the shark uh, henchman. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, um, not Rift Tamson. Not Rift Tamson's a good name. Um, she sent some of her underlings there. She has a Wookiee, too, that works for her, right? Yeah. What well, doesn't matter. They've all gone. They've been rebuffed. Yeah. They've come back and reported, like, Doc is not bending. We can't get to it. Yeah. So I think late at night, mm-hmm. after everyone's shut down, and Oga feels free to skulk about the night. Skulking away. Yeah. I think that she makes a quick journey, and she's got uh, keys that she's had fabricated oh, that yeah. she doesn't, Doc doesn't know about, and right. she just... <laughs> Lets herself into yeah. Doc Onder's den of antiquities. How dare she? Thinking she will be fine. And I think yeah. she's walking around. She's perusing all mm-hmm. of the various things for sale. She's looking at the cage that Doc Onder keeps himself in. Uh, uh, and she's like, oh, I bet it's got to be in there. So I yeah. think she gets out more keys. and She, <laughs> she opens that wire cage yeah. and to her shock, popping up. Uh, there's, I think there's actually a little elevator that Doc Onder himself, large Thorian, yeah. comes rising up. Yeah. And they've had an understanding for a long time, but Doc Onder's not having it. I think that's what he said in Hatice. I'm not having it. And I think he just. He preemptively attacks because mm-hmm. he knows what this is. Yeah, they've met before, but it's been a while. Right? Oh, and this yeah. is really crossing a line, right? Yes. So I think he takes his long bony finger, mm-hmm. and before she can do anything, he just jams it <laughs> into her massive tentacles. Into her tentacles? Yeah, I think he I think he throat pokes her throat with his finger. Pokes. So he works past his tentacles, hits her, her blubbery throat. Her um, blubbery throat. And uh, pushes her back or kind of pokes? Well, yeah, I think I think he makes it past the tentacles past and hits the back of her throat. And I leave it up to you what you think happens I next. think he gives a tap, 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 like, what do <laughs> you think you're doing? He gives, like, a yeah. judgmental poke, poke, yeah. poke. Poke, poke, poke. Okay. Yeah. Dangerous and cocky to leave his finger uh, yeah. in her mouth that long, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. So she's and uh, did she did she reel back or did she clamp down? She got those uh, big meaty hands and she absolutely uh, reaches up. She's quicker than you'd think and boom grabs uh, grabs his uh, hand. So she grabs his hand out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With one the hand, one, the one and pulls it out of her, pulls it out of her mouth. Yeah. Uh, and it's like hurting. It's like that, like, uh, oh, he's bending like, him. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, George McFly uh, when he gets punched, <laughs> uh, where, where his hand gets grabbed in the first punch. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. And I think Doc Onder is, he, he knows that she has ruled with an iron fist. Yeah. Meaty he, fist. A yeah. meaty iron fist. Yeah. He is surprised that she literally has meaty, meaty iron fist. Iron fist. Yeah. And and I think she says uh, in Hatties herself, which is eat fist. And she bends the one hand, and I think she just gives him a big uppercut right mm. right in his... Under uh, the hammer? Un- right under the hammer. She hammers him <laughs> under the hammer. Right under the hammer. A hammer to the yeah. hammer. So boom, boom, goes flying. Flying, right? Goes flying. So now she's in the cage, right? Yeah. They're both in oh, the cage. Oh, they're in the cage. That's I right. Because yeah, she because she hits him back, so right? He, yeah. So they're they're in this cage. This is a relatively small space, and we've never done this. Okay. We accidentally set up a literal cage match. A little a literal cage match little tonight. Cage main match. event. Uh, having not been there, uh, cage, high cage, kinda, right? Kind of, yeah, okay. kind of a large oval I, with a one okay. with the back that's a part of the wall that's covered in oh, uh, more antiquities and then like a Ooh, I like this g- yeah so so doc goes flying into that wall yeah whoop, 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 and just things start flying off yeah oh, weird God. things rolling is that a thermal detonator yeah. who knows what that is yeah like, a droid head or something yeah, yeah a droid ma- yeah yeah so it's all it, yeah, yeah antiquities rain yes down bunk, 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 bunk. yeah yeah uh, and I think Doc Onder is concerned for mm-hmm. his, his very safety. My right? antiquities. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't like my antiquities. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that Doc Onder says, basically, which is, uh, I know what you're here for, so I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And he hits a button. It opens up. Mm-hmm. He reaches in. Do you do you have an idea for what this artifact looks like? Uh, it is a um, no, I don't. So here we go. Uh, it is a <laughs> Jedi. It's a Jedi uh, bow and arrow set. Okay. So what it is, but it unfolds. So he pulls it out, and you can made uh, of like kind of lightsaber yeah. hilt like material, hilt, right? So, and and then the, the the bow is actually like a energy bow. Oh wow! And then the thing you launch. Um, is little tiny uh, Kyber uh, arrowheads. Right? Oh wow! Okay, a series of them. Very valuable stuff. Very and and so uh, the user, if you're Jedi or Force sensitive, you know the, the Kyber, the Kyber arrows, for lack of a better term, kind of mold to your needs. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. But the 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 string, the bow, is some kind of energy. Energy, yeah. So you have yeah. to like, assemble it real quick. You flip it open because it's travel and compact. Yeah, but it's um, got the the Kyber arrow built in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the energy, it's like an energy bow. Yeah, yeah. And I think that. At first, uh, she uh, Oga sees this mm-hmm. and kind of stumbles backwards, and then Doc's holding it to her face. Yeah, and then there's this there's this great moment of tension where the Kyber crystal is is pointing right at the tentacles. Right. Oh but yeah. Then they both stop and look at that actual 
string made of some terrifying glowing energy. And I think Oga is suddenly like, wait, can you pull that? Yeah. Yeah. That looks like some kind of lightsaber energy. Can you actually use that weapon? Yeah. What does Doc Ander say or do? Can he use that weapon? Does he, he try? He can. It's not like an energy weapon. It's, a, it's an energy field. It's a force. So he ah. absolutely does. He pulls it back and it even makes for added effect. It makes like a, like a twine rope. <laughs> and he's got now that kyber crystal uh, arrowhead pointed right in the center of her forehead. Okay, so it's cocked. It's ready he's to fire. Like, oh, I can use it. So he he is able to touch this glowing energy without mm-hmm. without pain. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I think Oga is concerned, right? I mean, her back is up against the cage. She's tough. She's tough. But I think at this, I think up against the cave, she knows she's lost a position of power. So she says, um, but she still knows she wants this. Yeah. So she's like, the more mysterious and powerful it is. Yeah. I will. I will get this from you somehow, so we might as well negotiate. And Doc's kind of like, I've got the position of power here. She's like, no, you don't. And that's where her henchmen pop back up on the other oh, side. Oh, okay. Cave. Cage. Cage. <laughs> We're talking about caves today. Yeah. Um, and that distracts him enough. Sorry, this is long-winded. Um, <laughs> that he kind of turns around. Boom, punches her, him again with her fist, okay. and the weapon goes flying. She punches him right in the hammer. Yeah. Right. In the... Uh, if I had a hammer. <laughs> I'd hammer your hammer in the morning. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and Doc Onder is is seeing stars, yeah. and convors and porgs, as we yep. say. Because she's very, very strong, right? Yeah. Uh, and now she basically has a, a a couple of hench people who can't get in the cage, they but they can root for it. They're, uh, the big Wookiee arms, though, is yeah, coming through, through the netting and, and the big, uh, what is it, Krakodian? Yeah, uh, yeah. Big shark hand is coming through there, pawing at, at Doc and making it so he has and has a little more space. He's more backed up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And I think Oga's like, ha, ha, <laughs> which is basically, of, I have you. A lot of drool, yeah. A lot of drool. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, that mouth of, is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doc Ondra just got hit in the eye by yep. very old space ham. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that came flying out of there. She grabs the uh, the sort of base of the bow, not the mm-hmm. energy string, mm-hmm. and she feels the pulsing energy. She feels that this is something different, and she's not even attuned to that kind of weird stuff. Right, right. But she's like, you know... Mm-hmm. Now you're you're done for. And she reaches up with her big meaty hand, mm-hmm. and she touches that string and pulls back. And I think there's this like sizzling explosion Ooh. of pain, and the flesh is scraped off. <laughs> and there's something about this artifact yeah. that she doesn't have the knowledge, the respect yeah. to wield. And she finds out in a painful way. She throws her big head up in the air and just squeals in pain. Her left shoulder goes uh. even higher. More tension in the shoulder. <laughs> it doesn't fix not, the problem. It doesn't okay. fix the it problem. Yeah. It makes it worse. She grabbed it with her yeah. right hand. The left hand goes up in pain. She's mm-hmm. still holding on to it, but she's squealing in pain. Yeah. And I think Doc Anders, which is a laugh. Mm. And I think that's mm. when Doc Ander takes his moment to truly strike back. How does he physically strike back in either antiquities? Does he have some sort of surprise Athorian martial art that we don't know about? What does he do to push back? 
Uh, he uh, he's not a very mobile cat, but he does have that walking <laughs> stick, and he grabs a walking stick, and he is very well trained with that. Oh yeah, and sl- swinging it down as if it were a war hammer, right onto her head, the top of her head. Okay, so this is deft movement. It's by his side, but he yeah. somehow gets it up above, mm-hmm. twirls it, brings it down just for a full on yeah, like an old person cane bonk cane on the battle. head yeah <laughs> and oh yeah dad cracks oga right in the head slips mm-hmm. off of her cranium and smacks her in the eye too on the oh, way down, the way down. Uh, she is in terrible pain right holding the weapon she doesn't understand her her fingers with the flesh scraped off uh, bleeding and smoking her head, she can feel the cartoon bump growing on it. Mm-hmm. But Doc Ondor is backed into his very, own corner. Very Hanna-Barbera today. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very violent yeah. Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a, this is a good place to pause our combat as we do yeah. and decide who we think deserves to win, who do we want to win, who are we rooting for? Uh, definitely rooting for Doc. You know, it's like I thought we we're going to get into a little bit more. You never know where these battles are going to go. Like oh, her, her ruling, how she rules and runs this place, and their history. No, this is just straight to the action here. And I'm rooting for Doc. And even though Oga might keep things afloat there uh, in, on Black Spire Outpost, I think it's time for a change in leadership. Yeah, she crossed a delicate balance. Right? There's an understanding between them. Yeah, that certain act antiquities he get he it yeah. thrives the community and mm. she has truly crossed the line of like mm. she can't just have everything because there's some things that mysterious doc under understands mm-hmm. better than her right mm-hmm. okay so i agree uh i think that doc under should win the combat okay but he's, he's got to have some tricks up his sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't think he can kill Oga. I don't think he can. And um, But he... I think there's got to be something that keeps her in line, right? Something yeah. Something that he takes. Yeah. And maybe it's something of value that she has on. Yeah. I think... Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that... Uh, I think that he... Just to, to begin... Mm-hmm. To begin the end... She's dazed. He grabs his weapon back. Right. And he right. demonstrates again his great understanding of it. Uh, he pulls the bow back, and the another kyber crystal somehow unfolds from from the mm-hmm. bow. Okay. And he takes a moment, like takes a breath. Yeah. He sighs, and he points mm. between right. the two hench people. Okay. The kyber crystal fires out and is if on command. It splits into two. Yeah. Shoots them both in the head. Uh, kills two of her henchmen? I don't know if it kills them. <laughs> All I'm going to say is uh, no. two small kyber crystals are buried in the Wookiee and the Krakadonian's head yeah. and they fall to the ground <laughs> screaming in agony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it doesn't uh, pierce. I get you. Yeah. yeah it's it's just they, wedged in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not doing well. Not, they, they, I wouldn't uh, want to be there. Yeah. Hope no. there, hopefully there's a medic droid around yeah, yeah. in the uh, den of antiquities yeah. that uh, that they can get. Maybe Pook's still there. Yeah. And then I think, follow me on this. Yes. I think Doc hits a button, mm-hmm. and I think the bottom of the cage <laughs> begins to drop down mm-hmm. into a more secret place. Oh, yeah. Under the den of antiquities. We like secret places. We sure do. And he, he Doc Ondor is taking... Uh, Oga to a secret place for for complete physical defeat and perhaps a better understanding of the mm. mysterious power of Doc Ondor. Okay. So 
Olga is coming too. She's been yeah. to lots of fights. She got hurt, but she is ready to come up. And uh, she's uh, kind of aware that they're moving, but she's already on dock again. She is. Right. She goes in with those fists, even oh, her head, yeah. and she's working the body trying. right. Okay, boom, trying. boom, boom. She's trying to to mm. pummel him, but then mm. it it lands. Yeah, this strange elevator. And Doc, wheezing, in pain, gives her a little shove away, and she suddenly sees she's in a new environment. Yeah. What is that environment like? Uh, She is in a cave, a crystal, (laughs) it's it's, it's, it's a cave room. You could also store wine down there. Um, But she sees just a plethora of kyber crystals. Wow. And maybe Doc understands, and he's also sitting on this treasure trove. It's enough to rebuild a Jedi Order. Yeah, and it's right next to Savvy, and he's right. not sharing them. Yeah, not sharing them. What an Yeah, yeah. Savvy deserves this, right? Um, what's it? Savvy's workshop? Savvy's, yeah. yeah. Where you build the sabers. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it also just is a testament to the, the power, and that maybe she doesn't understand how much he has just power in general. Yeah. And that she's slightly humbled and also confused, but also immediately covets a lot of it, too. Oh yeah, so she's she sees sparkly things like she knows they have value because they're mm-hmm. kyber crystals, they power things. But she, she is basically a gangster seeing diamonds. Yeah, and I think she says shoot out which is just basically like jewels, money. <laughs> I love jewels and money. <laughs> That's really what she's about. She's yeah. about making sure that she Make gets her own, making and a profit, keep, yep. keeping everything in balance so yeah. she gets her own. Uh, and then I think uh, I think Doc does something surprising. Okay. I think, and I think uh, if you're willing, I'd like you to yep. tell me what what this actually sounds like. I think he begins singing a strange song in Hatis, a strange lyrical song mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. crystals. Uh, he sings. Which translates roughly into your pursuit has led you to the grave. Your <laughs> pursuit is not for the brave. And it's just a taunting uh, Ithorian uh, lullaby yeah. about the, uh, the wrong pursuits uh, in life and the choices one can make. It's its own morality tale yeah. within Star Wars. Uh, and the lesson is, um, the last line is, translates into, I'm kind of humming it, but it translates into, the final choice is made by you. <laughs> it's almost like an Oompa Loompa tale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Oga is, is, deeply affected by this. She's seen like the mm-hmm. crystals come off the wall and kind of Ooh, she's shimmering around dance, dance. And, and, and she's like, uh, she's frightened and she's yeah. trying to buy time. And she's seen things from a very rational perspective. She's like, shoot up on the hall. Like, you, you, how are you doing this? You're, you're not a, a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. How do you have uh, this insight? Yeah. yeah. And I think doc says like, uh, the, yeah. the natural world is uh, wide and complex and we limit it with our view. And no, I, I'm mm. not a Jedi. I just, I have been a friend of the Kyber Crystals since I was a, <laughs> a, friend a of small the boy. They they speak yep. and they want friends. And yeah. if you listen to them, they speak and, and I speak back. And maybe you should listen to them. 
the song had offered her a choice, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think she's like, okay, sure. Yeah. I, I listen to things too. Mm. Like knives. And out of her sash, <laughs> she pulls a knife. And I think she goes into just yeah. gut doc. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I don't think she makes it. No. I think the crystals actually yeah. fly. They react. Forward, right? Yeah. Like it's like a Indiana Jones trap. Yeah. And I think they wrap around her wrist, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and pull the knife back toward her. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think? That, oh, do, wow. do, do the kyber crystals? Wow, that's quite a lesson from the force there. Huh? It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, um, or, or the crystals. But they gave, she gave them no choice, right? Yeah, right. So there's the lesson here. I think she, yeah, the blade uh, starts to go back towards back. her sash. Oh, no. It's oh, even no. cutting the sash. And that's when she's like, I relent. I relent. I relent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Doc. Smiles as best he can. It makes a weird noise when yeah. he smiles. Yeah. I knew you would. Yeah. And I think he, he says basically like, there there is a balance to many things, including our society yeah. here on Black Spire Outpost. Leave the antiquities to Doc Ondor. You go take 10% of the dolls and the robes, <laughs> but leave the antiquities to Doc Ondor. Because I do think Doc Ondor refers to himself in the third person. Oh, clearly he does. A little bit of an ego. Yeah, yeah. He runs that house. Yeah. And I think with that, he steps off the platform Mm -hmm. and he is, he's receding into the shadows of this cave. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even see how. Is it mechanical? Is it uh, his will? Is it another relationship with the kyber crystals? Roller, yeah. The elevator starts going up and the, uh, the crystals zip away from her hand with the knife, just the tip of the knife embedded in her Yeah, just enough. Just, just enough. Yeah. And he recedes in the shadows saying, leave it to Doc Ondor. Doc Ondor. Doc Ondor. Doc Ondor. And she, uh, she reaches to the top. (laughs) And the cage is somehow open. Open. Yeah. Again, yeah. What do you think happens next? Um, I think she steps out. Yeah. Um, Sees her henchman on the floor, not quite dead, but not feeling good. Sees one kind of dazed. Is like, get them, get 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 help, get out, get out of here, because this is nighttime, right? Yeah. And she knows that this has been a defeat, and she can't have anyone see this. She can't have anybody know about this. Yeah. And she has to scuffle back to her lair, as uh, her cantina in the back office, as fast as she can. Yeah, yeah. And she she makes the clumsy Krakadodian to mm. stitch her up as best yes. as he can. Yeah. Uh, and, and she thinks, ah, I've, I've escaped this. Yeah. And over the next couple of days, she's, she's used to thinking out loud in her head, thinking through all the angles, talking to mm-hmm. herself, but she, she's hearing another voice whispering to her all the time, all the time. And she, she goes, she goes to sleep one night and she has a dream, a vision. Yeah. She wakes up wondering if this was real or not. And she mm-hmm. sees, she's back in the cave. Definitely. The knife is cutting her open just a little bit. Just a bit. And all the crystals are flying mm. away. Mm. Except for one little crystal. One little tiny little shard mm. slips into yeah. her actual body through the cut. It's just sitting there mm. in her body, pulsing. Oh, no. Whispering Ooh. to make a better choice. Mm. She wakes up in a sweat, unsure. Is this metaphorical? <laughs> is- or is there actual... Was I visiting? Kyber yeah. shard Ooh. in my body. Oh, that's not good. Whispering. 
always whispering. Forever and ever, I'm in. Forever and ever, maybe I'm in. For the end of her days? Yeah. Haunted by a crystal shard? Yeah. That's pretty dark. (laughs) I like that. I like that. that? Do you have any more end scenes? Um, We fade up in the morning, and uh, the shop, Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, is open for business. Many a traveler comes walking through, and they can't see anything around. Um, But they do see, uh, now for sale, a ripped collector's sash that had fallen (laughs) off. And a very valuable commodity. The Sash of Antiquity, available soon at Disneyland and Disney World. For sure going to happen. That is our story. That was a good one. Uh, Places we, you know... You never know. You where learn a lot go. about characters when you don't know. About right. Them, you you know? never know who's walking around with a kyber crystal in their gut. These yeah. things happen, but mostly on databank brawl. Mm-hmm. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me at Kednapsuck or go to Kednapsuck.com for information on all my adventures. Yeah. Check all that out. Uh, thank you to those of you who sometimes reach out. Let us know which characters you want to see fight or particularly when new things get added. It's so nice to get those tweets of like, oh, Olga Gara, yeah. I can't wait to see her fight in databank brawl. And we can't wait either. We're going to get some good fighters from the Mandalorian, from Rise of Skywalker. So we're very excited to have some more fights. Mm -hmm. We always like to thank Tony Thaxton for our theme music. You can check out his Patreon at patreon.com slash cloudcitysoundtrack. You can check out ours at patreon.com slash forcecenter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at Joseph Scrimshaw and check out my albums, podcasts, and shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter's at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, well, no one was really listening to him. I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.